Hi, I'm Pedro Martin. I'm here talking about Mexican, a graphic memoir. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. The graphic novel Mexican by Pedro Martin is one of my favorite books of the year. It's part memoir, part family legend, and it's bursting with funny, surprising, and unforgettable moments. Back in June, I sat down with Pedro at the ALA annual conference to talk about how the book was made. In this episode, Pedro shares how the book began as a series of short comics about his life, and how the entire story sprang from something he wasn't sure he wanted to write about. It's time to unravel Mexican. So how are you describing this book to people? Oh, man. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a road trip uh, book, but it's also uh, kind of an exploration of the first generation experience of like having parents who are born in a different country and already having... And then I also have uh, brothers and sisters who were born in Mexico and my uh, younger, younger siblings were born in the U.S. So there's kind of like a couple tiers away from my uh my family's heritage but then in this book we introduce my grandfather who is like old school mexican um mexican revolution mexican and so there's a deeper deeper mexican in there so that's kind of what the exploration is plus it's kind of also an exploration of self where my character tries to understand his culture and then the dichotomy of living being a person of two different places and how they kind of come together yeah do you remember how you got like the first initial inspiration to make this book or, you know, maybe walk us through, like you've been sharing comics online for a long time yeah. too. So do you want to maybe start with that? Yeah. So I started, um, this was years and years ago. I used to work at a greeting card company uh, called Hallmark and, uh, when I was not going to mention their name weirdly, that was so weird. Hallmark, wonderful company. Um, but, uh, shoebox was, uh, the, the, the card division I would belong to and we did kind of quick funny cartoon cards and we'd have a whole week to do like three cards and I blew through them in day one and so I had four days to just goof around and so I started writing these memories down on these little three by five cards that are like at Hallmark and uh, other places I hear this is kind of the the currency of ideas is these three by five cards so you would write your idea whatever it was on a card and it became something really to pass on so you'd like write the idea and you'd pass it on to somebody leave it in somebody's chair anyway we'd have stacks of these and so in my free time i would just rewrite these memories of when i was a kid and draw little pictures real scribbly and i put them into a um i had a i still have this thing uh a old batman lunchbox and i just kept putting them in there flash forward like 27 years i leave hallmark and i'm trying to figure out what to do with my life and, and as I'm cleaning out my old stuff, I found this Batman lunchbox. And I'm like, oh, these things. I'm like, I, I remember these and how much fun I had. And so so I started writing them. And then a friend of mine you know, said, oh, you should really put them out so people could see them. Because that's really how you test things. Like, yeah. see if people like them and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, so I started doing them on Instagram yeah. as, as a series. And when uh, I started getting an audience forum, which which I thought was going to be weird because I thought it was so specific to my mem- my memoir, my story. 
people were kind of uh, from all over the world were saying like, oh, no, I had that same experience. My parents, you know, are from, you know, Laos and they do things this way, too. They're this way. Or, you know, I grew up in the Philippines and I drank soda from a a plastic bag like you do. And I'm like, oh, this is so. So it it had a kind of a broader appeal than I thought it would. Um, And then a couple years ago, I decided I wanted to publish, uh, you know, a compilation of all these because I thought people might like them. And so I looked for an agent to to pitch it to. And I pitched it to an agent, uh, my agent, Dan Lazar. And I'm sure he won't mind me telling the story, but... So I pitched it to him. I said, oh, this is a compilation of my stuff. And and then in between, there's going to be different stories that kind of tie these all in. And, you know, chapter five, you know, something dark happens. I don't want to talk about it right now. But anyway, chapter five is weird. And then so on and so forth. So I pitch it, and he rejects it completely, except for the, the thing in chapter five that says something dark happens, and I don't want to talk about it. He's like, that, write me that story. Tell me that story. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see where we're going. So, so I did. So I said, okay, I'll write that story and I'll write it in a, in a big memoir novel situation using some of the other stories I had already written that were kind of happened at the same time anyway. And so, yeah, so I put together this, this memoir of this trip that something dark happens in it. And, uh, yeah, pitched it and Penguin picked it up and... Here we are. So the the finished book is pretty far away from the initial idea yes. that you had for what the book was going to be. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was the first thing? So once you knew kind of, once you got that guidance, um, it was it's Dan? Lazar? Yeah, Dan. Dan, once you got that note from Dan and it kind of clicked for you a yeah. little bit too, where did you start? How did you begin with this book? I just, I literally started at the beginning of the trip, like, like I broke it down and I'm like, oh, we, we're told about the trip. We have to get ready for the trip. We get in the in the Winnebago and we start driving to Mexico. And here's all the stuff we see. And in, in any of these trips, because we've taken several with my parents, like some truths are self-evident that my dad will not stop at anything that he has to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> so it's everything we pass by is a mystery for years. Like. You know, hey, oh, it's Casa de Fruta. Is we there's the cup flipper. I see these signs for this cup flipper for miles and years. You know, I'm like, just I just want to see what it is. It, no, we're not stopping there. It's it's it's. They're just trying to take your money, and so, so, so all these kind of truths that kind of happened kind of built the spine of the story. Um, and 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 I I did take from different trips because not not all the horrible things happened all at once. <laughs> They happen at different times, but but they all seem to work out, and they all seem to follow the theme yeah. and all the different themes, and so kind of that's kind of where I started. Yeah, um, what kind of especially for like a, a memoir, I feel like you have to do a lot of thinking back and probably talking to people, yeah, um, siblings, family members, yeah. that kind of thing. So, what was that process like? What did your family and siblings think about the project? Yeah. How did that all come to be? So. <laughs> So when I started it out, and when, when I first pitched it, I already pitched the story, and I'm going to do it, and I'm announcing it to the family in a text, and I'm saying, here's what I'm doing. You know, I, I, if you object to anything, let me know now. Like, here's, here's, here's what I'm going to talk about, and, you know, I might portray you as a, you know, somewhat differently than you think you are, and 
are you okay with this? And, and everybody to a person said, sounds good. Go ahead and do it. Wow. Which is code <laughs> in my family for that'll never happen. <laughs> Stop bothering <laughs> us with this. Because we've done this before. Like we've said, oh, I'm going to invent this thing that does this thing. And everybody's like, sounds good. Keep going. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So they, they all said they were kind of out of, out of it. But, um, but my dad, when my dad found out about it, he got super jazzed. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so he started calling me daily at Tequila Clock, which... Gets, gets a shout out in the in the in the um, dedication. Yes, right? yes, yeah. he's a tequila clock guy, um, which gets earlier and earlier every time he calls. But <laughs> he does not have a problem. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but he would give me stories, and kind of like the other stories that are in the book, he'd repeat a story a couple several times. Like he'll call, and I don't know if he forgot that he told me the story, yeah. but he'll tell me a story and repeat a story. But it's sharper the second time, like. <laughs> Like, he's figured something out in his head, and he's like, oh, and this little bit, it makes it funnier. I mean, he doesn't say that, but you can you can understand, like, oh, he's he's retelling it to himself, and then he's telling it to me, and then he's like, oh, yeah, this this funny little thing. Yeah. And then so the stories get sharper and sharper as he gives them to me. Um, a lot of them didn't make it into this, this book, um, but they're, like, in those cards ready for the next book about maybe about him. So I so yeah I've told him I was like if they if you don't see him here you're gonna see him later. So. so wheels have already started turning a little bit about the future future projects yeah. perhaps. Perhaps I okay. don't want to jinx myself. Yeah. But yeah. Yes, knocking on wood right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned another sibling in the back in the acknowledgments who is especially helpful with stories. Oh yes, Was, Leon. Okay, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about Leon? Them? Leon, Leon, he 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 and my brother Noe were the main antagonists of all my childhood. They, they were like a pair and they were, they were awful, awful. I love them both and they were awful. Yep. But at some point, Leon kind of changed and became soft, really soft and really sweet and gentle and so mellow. Um, and then when he kind of found out about this book, he started sending me stories as well, just emailing me stories. And I could tell like, not like my dad, but he's having a beer and he's, <laughs> and he's writing these stories and they're, they're kind of in this prose form that just kind of blends into itself there's several stories kind of mushed together and they're sometimes they're sad sometimes they're funny but they're very kind of just squishy and i and i would tell them it's like i would love to use this story but i would want to kind of take it and give it my own spin is that cool and he's Mm -hmm. like oh yeah do whatever you want they're not going anywhere and so i would take it and then turn his story inside out and go like it's, it's going to be about this, but it's going to be about something else because I see a theme uh, going through your story that you're not verbalizing. You know, yeah. you're talking about, you know, something darker than you're actually saying. So I'm going to try to pull that out and see yeah. what happens. So, yeah. So, he, yeah, he's, he still does send me stuff. He's just like, here's this other thing. And I'm like, he sent me, like, this whole big thing about fire, about his love of fire. Yeah. And it, it was just great. He just went through all these different pl- times he set things on fire. And all these different times that people got hurt. Oh, some of them are funny. Some of them are... T- and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I love this theme. Like, maybe we just do a whole book on horrible fire stories that oh kids would God. love. <laughs> For the moms and kids in the world. <laughs> Was there, like, a particular feeling or mood that you were trying to capture with the book? Or was it more sort of just telling your family stories and family history and, and seeing where that went? 
Well, it became it became a lot more introspective than I thought it was going to be because once I started writing it out, my editor uh, Kate Harrison was asking me like specifically, well, what were you feeling at that moment? Like, because I would write it as a joke. Yeah. This is a funny bit. Yeah. And then she'd be like, but what were you feeling? And yeah. I'm like, oh well, ugh, I have to <laughs> go back, you know. And I would like, yeah, I'd have to go back and be real introspective about it. And yeah. then I would come back and I'm like. Oh yeah, this was, you know, this this felt like oh he was being squished between these two uh, worlds and yeah. you know and it was kind of hurting his head or you know that kind of thing. So it just became bits of it became more introspective and then when you when you spread it out, then you start seeing like these little themes that keep popping up and one of them was um, that two truths can be the, or two things can be truth at the same time. Yeah. Um, because one of Kate's first questions to me was, oh, do you want to be referred to as Peter or Pedro? And this is like a thing that I've struggled with for all, the longest time. And any first generation person got, gets to choose their name at some point. Yeah. You know, do you want to go with your family name or do you want to go with your Americanized name? Mm. And so so as I started to write the book, I figured, oh, like, oh this, this is actually a struggle that this character is having between these two worlds. And then he's trying to consolidate those two ideas, but then he's also consolidating the ideas of his parents being both infallible and making bad decisions. Like, how can that ha- how can that be? Mm-hmm. These people who who've got us through everything suddenly have made the most terrible decision in the world. That shouldn't happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, being a, a alleged man of of mystery and adventure. He's also a very old, old man who can't move around on his own kind of thing. It's like, how can those two things be the same, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a theme that kind of popped up, and Kate and I discussed it. It was like, yeah, there's this duality that a lot of people who come from, you know, a, a first-generation probably feel. Yeah. So so you had to kind of dig a little bit deeper into the emotional yeah. aspect of it. Was there any any other new things that you had to learn when you were making this book? I mean... It's it's like a it's like a pretty dense. I mean, I say that in like a. I don't mean it dense in the in the word in the way that you normally. There's like a lot packed in here, <laughs> in such a good way. You know, there's jokes, there's panels, but then there's also kind of like these different sorts of um, layouts that you do yeah. at different parts of the book. Like, were were those things that you had to learn? Were those things you already felt capable and comfortable doing, or how did that process go? Well, I'm I'm. I think I'm like um, I'm shoot. What is it, what is the word? I, I'm I'm consistently inconsistent, always. <laughs> so so when I started it out, and I, and I do this even with this strip, like I'll just start drawing and creating, and then I'll get to a point and I'll look back, and it's not where I started, but it's where the story took me. Yeah. So when when in the story we start talking about the history history portions of the Mexican Revolution, you know, and then I start drawing those, they look different from, you know, the kid watching Happy Days. And so they felt they had to be drawn differently because Uh, they are different. And so... That was so cool. Yeah, so after I took took those reins off and I'm like, oh, okay, I can just keep doing this. And as long as nobody's mad at the end of the day, and if, you know, as long as people follow in the story, I think I'm okay being inconsistent. So so that's kind of how it it felt. Like the story just needed to be told as it needed to be told, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes. So who, you, you talked about your editor. Yes. Um, 
how did that process work in terms of like how closely did you work how how much freedom did you have how much you know what i mean yeah yeah she was uh kate is just amazing and so so sweet and i was just telling somebody else like she is like kind of like kung fu like it's like she's manip not not manipulating but she's <laughs> she's turning me in the direction uh, that i need to go but also making me feel like i need to go that direction or, yeah. or pointing that direction out to me yeah, so she was yeah. really really sweet like coming from a corporate uh, background i'd always get a yes or a no this is this is how it should be done or no you can't do it that way yeah it was very very black and white and from yeah. from kate it wasn't that way it was like what do you want to say like what are you trying to do like yeah. what's your point here and so then you have to kind of like dig into yourself so it was it was a really good back and forth um we did we did a lot early on with the manuscript and then once the manuscript was done and i and she's like okay here's the fun part go draw pictures and i'm like yeah. ta-da yay and so i just started drawing pictures and i would layouts in blue pencil and stuff and i would send them to her um you know, every week, I'm like here's five I did this week, kind of thing. And she's like, these are great, keep going, yeah. but no like other feedback. Yeah. And um, so at some point, I stopped sending her stuff, and I was just like, I'll just keep going. So yeah. I just kept going until the day it was due, yeah. and luckily I finished. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I was putting together the PDF to send all my sketches in, I'm like, I looked at the PDF count, and it was like 320. I'm like 320, that's that's pretty good, 320. And then I'm like, oh no that's 320 spreads this is 640 pages <laughs> yeah and i'm like send <laughs> <laughs> so i sent it and it it took like five days to get a response so i yeah. was kind of kicking around going like oh shit. <laughs> and then she she responded very sweetly she goes you know you know we don't do 640 page books she goes it's fiscally irresponsible <laughs> So we're just going to have to cut this in half. And so Ooh, so that was probably tough at times, right? It, it was very it was very tough but interesting because like I said kung, she kung fu'd me on this. Yeah. She didn't tell me what to cut. She just said how much. Yeah. So per chapter she would say get rid of 10 pages. Yeah. Get rid of 4 pages. Get Yeah. And then she just kind of threw it back at me. She's like yeah. you figure this out yeah. kind of thing. And so yeah. over the I think it was over the course of a weekend I just hacked it to pieces yeah. and glued everything back together into like a 320 yeah. page situation and then I sent it back to her and I was like I think this works better like yeah. you I was wrong like yeah. I was out of my head yeah so you, you always hear about um, like musicians and they're making an album and they make like 35 songs and then they just put the 10 songs on the album. It yeah. kind of almost sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. Like you were just keeping like the most essential stuff or the yes. stuff that you thought had to be in there, the best parts yeah. of it. And, oh, that's really interesting. That would be hard though. Yeah. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, so what do you think was like the trickiest part of the book to kind of nail down in terms of maybe a character or a plot or? Yeah, definitely. Well, I still, I still have trouble. They haven't. My parents haven't seen this yet. Um, but my do you my, do you plan to show it to them? Yeah, as soon as yeah. it, I get a color copy and I can get on a plane. Yeah. And and talk them through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get their sign off on it. <laughs> but um, but doing my mom was super super hard because I'm super close with her. Yeah. And she's super sweet. But there was a point in there where she she gives me this 
considerably terrible advice. Um, but at the time, it was the only advice she had. Mm-hmm. So she's like, do this. And I take the advice, and it's a terrible solution to the problem. Mm. And to my knowledge, even though I ta- in the book she apologizes for it, yeah. she never really apologized for it in real life. Yeah. So I'm sorry for everybody who reads the book and says, hey, that's, that's not right. Yeah. I just struggled with, like, how do I... I don't want to portray my mom in a bad mm-hmm. way. Yeah. You know, I want to give her all the love that she's given me. Yeah. But in this one little moment, she made a mistake and knew it was a mistake, but just kind of, like, left us to deal with it. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, but in, so in the book, I do have to write this... Write her apology for her. Yeah. Which was super hard. I, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how she would have apologized for yeah. this. You know? Yeah. And maybe it was an unspoken apology. Maybe I don't yeah. know. So that was that was the toughest bit. Yeah. Wow. So, what is your hope for this book once it goes out into the world? Um. Why well, I, I do want it to land in those a kid's hand who's who kind of was like, yeah, I'm I'm first generation. I don't know who I am in this world because. There's a lot of people like that where like, oh, yeah, I was born here, but my family's from there. And I don't I, even today, like when I was talking to people and they were talking to me in Spanish, I'm like, oh, change, change your gears. Yeah. Pull it up. You know, you have it. Pull it up. Mm-hmm. It's there. Do you and sometimes you don't feel like you're enough yeah. of your culture. Yeah. Um, but this hopefully in this book, they find out that. That's okay. That part, that, that is perfectly okay. Yeah. To be the amount that you are, because yeah. you're never going to be my grandfather. You're never yeah. going to be the Revolution War guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's never going to be me. It's like yeah. it's just going to be this spread, and that maybe this will kind of like for me, it it kind of became like a I want to know more. I'll never know everything, but mm-hmm. I want to know as much as I can about my culture. Yeah. And feel okay with it, in you know, in a setting where I'm around all other Mexicans and I'm like I'm just as Mexican and not as Mexican as you so we're we're, we're all going to be happy with this you know situation thank you Pedro Martin for the interview thank you Trevor Ingerson and Vanessa Carlson for making it happen thank you to my co-host Colby Sharp thank you Philip Stead for creating our theme music Additional music for this episode from the Free Music Archive. Have an idea for the show? You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. Thanks for listening.